your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Hey, welcome back to Ribs and BK here on 101 ESPN. We are joined by our good buddy, Joey Vitale. Joey, how we doing today, man? Rib Dog, BK, doing good, boys. You know, I liked the intro a little bit better last week when BK called you a superstar, though, Ribs. That's a good point. That's a good point. Now, Joey, I want to bring you up to speed on something, okay, that you may or may not be aware of. I know you try to listen as much as you can to us. It's mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. However, I know you do work outside, and it's tough, and, and you don't always get it. Well, last week, at the end of our interview with you, and you know BK's a big Joey Vitale fan. I don't know why huge, personally, huge, but he is a big fan, huge, okay? Huge, so huge. at the end of your conversation, this is what BK said. Joey, you're the best. <laughs> Okay, so now I remember that. Okay, right. So I'm like, Joey, you're the best. Well, our text line got to us because you know our text line are really smart people, and so many listeners, so many listeners, listeners, millions out there. Now they got to us and said uh, because we're like, Joey's the best, Joey's the best, and they're like, Hey, wait a minute. BK says you're the best to everybody. Oh, Whoa. So, wait, you wait. Those guys? We did some CSI work with the help of Mike Ryder here in the studio and our own uh, Ferrari, Alex Ferrario. And this is what we kind of came up with and remixed. I'm let sorry, me know, Joey. I'm let sorry. me know what you think of this. Okay. You're the best. That's Mark Saxon joining us here on Ribs and BK. JR, you're the best man. Curbs, you're the best man. We oh. appreciate the time today. Dan, you're the best man. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Joey, you're the best. <laughs> you're the best. <laughs> Hey, that's some good board work. Is that Alex, Alex Ferrario put that together? That's beautiful. We'll, we'll give him the credit. We'll, we'll give him the credit. Now, so we dove back into it again after that because we pulled mm-hmm. it out so quickly. We're like, wow, you're the best. You're the best. You're the best, right? And so what happened is Mike Ryder then decided that, well, there's not just one song available for that because BK had a whole other hit list of you're the best. And it goes like this. John, you're the best. You're the best, Pat. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today, man. Jesse, you're the best, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. You're the best. That's Mark Saxon joining us here on Ribs and DK. JR, you're the best, man. Curbs, you're the best, man. We appreciate the time today. Dan, you're the best, man. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Joey, you're the best. <laughs> All right, hey. Okay. I will say one thing. I will say one thing. I'm going to say a couple things. Okay, let's Number have one, it. 
from a produce from a production standpoint, that was about as spot on and perfect with the music in the background I've ever seen. That's just some great A quality stuff there. But number two, I, I know what you guys are thinking. You you want me to to attack BK because it devalues you're the best because if he says it to everyone, but if you listen carefully. Listen carefully to how he said you're the best to everyone there except me. Joey, like you're the best. Like, hey, you're the best. You're the best. Hey, Kirk, you're the best. Hey, you're the best. Thanks so much, man, for the best. You're the best. But then he goes, Joey, you are the best. Like Joey, you're the best. You <laughs> not what you say, guys. We all know that. It's how you say it. And you know what? I felt that I still am the best. Joey, I tried to explain that all week to these <laughs> schmucks, and they won't understand it. By the way, Joey Vitale is joining us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Got to get that sponsorship in there, uh, Ribs. Um, and I tried to tell them all week I'm the that best. it's a little bit different when I say it to Joey Vitale. The others, I'm just, I'm finishing the interview and I'm wrapping things up, right? With you, Joey, I really do mean it. I mean every week, this is my favorite interview that we do every week. I feel that. I mean, I feel it in how you say it, but I will say one thing. If you really feel that, BK, the next person you say that to, you have to follow it up with, and I called you the best. Now, you're not actually the best because Joey Vitale is the best, but I do appreciate your time. You have to follow it up with something like that just so, we're, just so we keep the integrity on an even baseline here. Okay, so, Joey, that's a great point, and we actually created a rating scale now since then because BK with his, you're the best, Joey. Okay, so obviously <laughs> these were, you're the best. Easy then, Joey. Joey. You're the best. <laughs> obviously ranking you up there, and so we had the same debate even on the air. We're like, well, you can't say you're the best to everybody. So now we're putting the pressure back on our guests that if they don't get you're the best, then you know what? They were just average. And now it's up to BK to literally do the ranking as the interview is going on. So, Joey, last week, was it last week or earlier this week that we had Barubi? It was last Friday because it was the oh one year God. anniversary. Um, and I made a horrible mistake. I, I did not say you were the best at the end of the interview with Craig Barubi, and I was shredded by the text line for not mm. doing so. He was he was great. He was great. He was not the best. Earlier today, yeah. though, we had Ryan O'Reilly on. He was among the best. He was fantastic today. He sang to us. I appreciated that. So there is a new scale, and the listener that is listening frequently knows if I say it at the end now, it is because I mean it, not just as a token of gratitude for them coming on the show. You know, that could just be your tagline. You know, like, uh, Curbs has got to bring out the Zamboni. Ken Wilson had old baby. Maybe this is your thing, BK. It's just you just finish everything with... You're the best, and I'm BK, and that's just kind of how you do it. I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to help you out here as much as I can, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm an eternal optimist, Joey, and that's that's really what's coming through here is my optimistic nature is coming through over the radio to each and every guest that we have on. Well, I, I sure appreciate it. I mean, I mean, this guy, this is the highlight of my week. Every Thursday afternoon, I talk to you fellas for eight minutes. I wish we could do a double segment every now and then because my week is just all, it's all downhill after this. <laughs> Joey, speaking of the best, uh, the best players from last year's Stanley Cup playoffs are starting to get back on the ice here in St. Louis. Uh, what are you hearing from some of the players as to who's skating, who's waiting, who's in shape, who might need a few more skates? What's the update for us? Well, I think that, you know, I, I guess I was a little pleasantly, not pleasantly surprised. I was a little surprised by such few numbers. The, the Blues aren't 
uh, even close to a full capacity as far as having all the guys back in St. Louis yet. I would have thought at first, once the news broke about having this phase two in place, I would have thought there would be more urgency, and not only from Blues players, but from every team for that matter. But I talked to a lot of guys who are still around in their hometowns in Canada or across the country. There are no real hurry to necessarily get back to their you know host city or their club city anytime soon. So I guess that's an encouraging thing when you don't see a lot of the Blues players here yet because it's pretty much like that across the entire league. Uh, Blatty here in St. Louis skating. You mentioned Ryan O'Reilly. He's skating, former Blue Pat Maroon. Uh, he's still in St. Louis sk- skating. Not that it has really any impact in the Blues. But there are some pros here skating, although the numbers are small. I think it's completely acceptable to think that they're going to be just fine with the small numbers at this point in the game. Uh, but listen, guys, as we approach this final week of June heading into July, we're going to start to see more players start to filter in. I expect a full squad um, by Jan- July 1st, maybe a few days after. I would almost think of it like camp. If a camp were to open up September 18th, we usually saw uh, guys start to roll in around the 9th or 10th in the full squad. So I expect to see a full group of guys here a week before camp does officially open uh, in St. Louis on July 10th. Joey, the other question that I had for you is we talked with JR earlier this week and the, the hub cities, there's conversations about Vegas and that seems to be one of them for sure. And then there's a few different cities up in Canada that are get, getting mentioned, including Toronto. Any indication on where the Blues will be, whether it would be for sure Vegas or one of the cities up in in Canada? Well, you know, I've, I've heard Vegas a lot, and I think that's um, it's very likely that uh, one of the conferences will have Vegas for, for many reasons. Uh, but, what's, but what's interesting here, guys, uh, and this is something I didn't really give a lot of thought to until a couple weeks ago, uh, from what I've heard over the last couple days, if Vegas does become one of the hub cities, um, and people may not know this, but I don't think that the Western Conference would occupy Las Vegas. Uh, and you ask why. I think the teams would look at Las Vegas as an advantage or or a disadvantage for certain teams, mostly including the Vegas Golden Knights, as far as how this would play out if you're a Golden Knights player and the Western Conference takes over the hub city in Las Vegas. Do they get to stay home? Which means they're not going to be able to quarantine. Is it going to be hard to quarantine a Vegas team that's in their own city with their families so close by? So uh, to, I guess to resist some of that pressure, they were thinking about maybe having, either, if it's a host city, uh, switch the conference. So let's say the Eastern Conference would then occupy Las Vegas. Um, now with all these three cities opening up in Canada, the Prime Minister, of course, making that news that players do not need to quarantine for 14 days. Um, I think the Canadian uh, markets are, are very strong. Edmonton's been thrown up there, I think, from a money standpoint with the exchange. I can see a Canadian city definitely taking over. A couple cities, guys, a little off the radar that I've kind of heard some whispers about, surprisingly. Uh, not, not so surprisingly, this one, but Chicago's one. But very surprisingly, Los Angeles. I mean, given everything going on in California right now, I thought that would just be uh, a non-factor city with how all this plays out. But from what I've gathered, these big cities, they're, they're talking about needing a lot of a lot of just good people, uh, TV trucks, um, production quality and studios and just machines and how the, this whole thing's going to work. You need a lot of butt. You need a lot of butt to kind of uh, be able to withstand what's about to happen in these hub cities. And I know that L.A. and Chicago are two very big cities with plenty with plenty of stuff like that. So it could actually work out pretty well for these two big cities. 
Joey, do you think the NHL is overthinking it, though, a little yes. bit too much? <laughs> yes, like, they are. <laughs> you know as well as I do. Like, okay, yeah, the home team gets kind of, sort of, maybe an advantage. I don't know. Once everybody's practicing on that ice and playing on it on a daily basis, I really don't think there's familiarity that's going to be the problem for other teams playing the Golden Knights. I, to me, I, I would rather keep the Western Conference in a time zone that would represent, you know, Western time zones and the Eastern Conference, keep them east so that we can view and make sure that those teams are at least in their side of the country. Is the NHL just overdoing it a little bit? You know, I think, I think you could make that argument, Riz. I just think for this particular case with not having your team in the host city, I think that other teams would look at that like a disadvantage if um, if they're coming into a city where it's like Vegas were to be there. You know, so is Vegas allowed to stay at home? Um, so that definitely, to me, has an advantage. If you're staying in your own bed, you're getting home-cooked meals, you got your routine with your wife and your kids or whatever you have in your, your neighborhood. your kids bouncing off your head at 3 o'clock in the morning, definitely an advantage. Yeah, you know, you know, for some <laughs> people, yeah. Uh, so that, that could be where the advantage, disadvantage comes into play. But the other thing would be, too, I think they don't want to uh, feel a lot of pressure for these players to, to get out of this bubble. So let's say, for example, we're talking about Vegas. Let's say they take over the Cosmopolitan, the entire league's there. If you have a Vegas Golden Knights team on the 20th floor, um, it's going to be a little bit more, um, I guess, pressure now and pressure, uh, but there's going to be more persuasive to kind of get out. You know, hey, we're down the strip. I'm in my own city. I want to go see my mom. My wife's down the street. I'm going to meet her for coffee. So there's maybe more um, push or pull to kind of go do those things where instead of you're in like an Edmonton, for example, and everyone's on the even playing field and you don't need to worry about that. But to answer your question about the overthinking, absolutely. There's so much overthinking right now. I know the testing's been a big one. The testing for me really just kind of, it, it just got, I'm puzzled, guys. I'm baffled by it because... You know, you're talking about testing players every single day. Uh, th- this is just a problem because we've seen the testing. Um, some tests aren't even accurate. We don't even know uh, if you if you get it once, can you get it again? There's so much unknowns about it. So I think that's where you just got to get rid of the testing because what if someone is a false positive or what if someone has it but shows no symptoms? I mean, it's just it's a weird it's a weird idea to think that we're going to keep testing these players night in and night out, and that if there's any issues, they're not going to be allowed to play when there's just so many inaccuracies with the testing. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of little pieces uh, to this puzzle that are being overthought. And sometimes you wish at the end of the day, um, 24 teams would just get together, play some hockey, and let's, let's get it done with. Joey? You're the best of the best, my friend. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk with you again next next week. We always appreciate the time. Thanks, boy. See you later.